On with the show. <laughs> On with the show. This is it. Overhill, hit the lights. <laughs> All right. All right. We doing this? Let's go. Let's go, brother. Welcome to Packers Without Borders, the greatest podcast on the planet. <laughs> Welcome to Packers Without Borders. I'm your co-host, Matt Larson. I'm Bruce Edmonds. Get ready for an hour of Packers, dad life, laps, and love. Vamanos! I'm Alex Brown from the Derby City, Louisville, Kentucky, and you are listening to Packers Without Borders. Episode number five, Packers Without Borders. Today, you know what? I am out here in Oak Bank, Manitoba, Canada. I am with my co-host, Bruce. Bruce Edmonds out in El Paso, Texas. How you doing, Bruce? Que rollo aquí desde el Chuco. I think he's doing fine. I think that's what that means. <laughs> we've, been, we've been prepping for this cast for about four hours. So you so, know why El Paso, the nickname of El Paso is El Chuco? Okay. So what does El, El Chuco, Chuco mean? So El Chuco, and this is just a little brief intro to the Spanish, but this is this is actually education, not a lesson, right? So El Paso is right across the border from Juarez, Mexico. And as people used to cross the border to come shopping in the United States downtown, it's got a bunch of shops and that type of stuff. The first store to open up downtown El Paso was J.C. Penny, and underneath okay. J.C. Penny, it said Shoe Company. So they were going to go to the Shoe Co. because company wasn't spelled out; it was Shoe yeah. and then a C.O. period, so Shoe Co. So it became we're going to El Chuco. Oh, I see. I see. Said the blind carpenter as he picked up his hammer and saw. Sorry. Go ahead. That's okay. I like that. That's all right. How's how's life in El Paso, Texas? Has it been warm? It's been it's been ridiculously warm up here. We've been stupid dry. It's just been crazy. Well, you know, climate change doesn't exist, but I had golf ball size hail <laughs> in the middle of the desert on Sunday. And we got our power knocked out. Oh. All the trees were demolished in my backyard and it took me about four it was about four trash bags in the back and about three trash bags in the front of garbage from the hail that doesn't exist in the middle of the desert crazy but the climate change it doesn't exist even though we're in the lush prairies and we don't get any rain the wind is up and uh we're about 10 degrees warmer than we should be there's no well, such thing Matt, as climate change you know what's crazy is you were telling me the temperature train like you're in canada so i assume freezing cold but you enlightened me this week. That was interesting. What, 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 
And normally our winters, we get down to about minus, uh, okay, so I'll use Fahrenheit so it's easier for the Americans, but the Canadians will know. We get down you to know, minus the United 40. States, I believe, is the only country that uses Fahrenheit. So you can yeah. use Celsius and people can multiply it in their head. Yeah, you know what? You guys can figure it out. So yeah. we get to 40 degrees, minus 40 degrees, sometimes minus 50 degrees. That's like minus 50, minus 60 Fahrenheit. And then in the summertime, generally we get to plus 40, which is about 100 degrees Fahrenheit. We get that for about one week. And the rest of the time, we're somewhere in the 80s, mid 80s, right? Uh, you know, so you've got 30, nice, 35 degrees, something like that. So you've got pretty good weather. So you don't, do you, do you feel all four seasons up in Canada? Oh, 100% we do. Yeah. So like uh, uh, in Winnipeg, uh, there's two seasons. There's winter and construction. <laughs> that's a oh, that's a weird that's a joke hashtag turf boss is a sponsor thank you turf yes, boss appreciate yes. you guys you're welcome you're welcome so there's uh, uh we get winter of course uh we get fall we get spring we get summer our our uh our fall starts probably about the end of september and then by about november 1st we've we've got snow on the ground and then we've got snow on the ground until probably about let's say April 1st. And then after April 1st, we start thawing out and then it gets nice and warm again. And then, you know, the shorts come out middle of May and the shorts go away the middle of September. You know, we might get a few days earlier, a few days later than that. Man, yeah, I've got a question for you. Yeah. So you said minus 60. Minus 50 degrees Fahrenheit. Okay. So minus 50 degrees, just because I, I want, I don't want people to do math and we ha and I have a, a thingy in front of me, like a, yeah. so it is minus 50 Fahrenheit is minus 45 Celsius. So it's pretty much the yeah. same. Yeah. That's yeah. still cold. As, okay. So it's cold as fuck regardless. Oh, oh, let me tell you everything. Everything is fucking cold. Excuse my French, but everything is cold. Okay, when your vehicle's oil will freeze solid, it is cold. And that's that's no joke. At minus 40, even though we have our trucks plugged in, like I own a landscaping business, we have a handful of trucks. And even though we keep our trucks plugged in and they're supposed to be warm, we go out and we start them every eight hours at minus 40. And we run them up to temperature and we make sure that, you know, things don't swell and, 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 and break, like stuff your battery will freeze solid, your oil and your engine will freeze solid and seize Matt, the engine. What were we supposed to be talking about on the pod? I don't know. <laughs> okay. I don't know. You let, know what? Let's get started. What do you say? Let's, let's get, started. get started. Okay. Yeah, first thing I want to talk about, first thing I want to talk about is uh, we're going to switch things up a little bit and uh, we're going to kind of let people know how this podcast actually works. So the first, we kind of do this in two halves, right? And uh, the half is kind of signified by that uh, anchor uh, uh, commercial that uh, we end up talking about. Please, please go on anchor, use anchor, 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 anchor. Hashtag sponsor. Hashtag, hashtag sponsor. Hashtag great sponsor. These guys are fantastic. You can up us anytime you want. Ooh. Anyway, we split this up into two halves. So one half is the Packers. We get into the Packers, the in-depth Packers football stuff. And the other half is everyday dad stuff. Okay. So if you use the anchor app, you can actually see that there's two halves and you can press play on one of the apps. If you're maybe not so much as a Packer fan, or maybe you don't want to hear about the dad stuff. Okay. So that way you could pick and choose what you want to listen to today. We're going to flip things around a little bit and we're going to do the dad stuff first. 
And then uh, we're going to do the Packers stuff in the uh, second half. Each one of our podcasts, we try and keep somewhere around that 60-minute mark. So that way, you know, if you're listening on Apple or Spotify or any one of the other ones that doesn't show the two different halves, that you can go roughly to the 30-minute mark and find the second half. And we won't talk so much at the beginning of the, like, we'll get into it a little bit faster. Just today, we've been prepping longer than normal. Normally, normally there's about 20 minutes of prep. This has been four hours because we are so ready to go. <laughs> I'm excited. All right. Let's talk, about, me, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Baby. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. We'll edit that out. We'll edit that yeah, out. That's I, right. like that. I can get that right out. That's we're offspring, a, baby. That's gonna... offspring. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's... And we talk about our offspring, don't we? So we're we're gonna do dad talk. So from now on, I'm just gonna go. Give it to me, baby. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> okay, so this is how so this is how you can bars. this is how you can skip past what Bruce just did. If you, <laughs> I love it. Let's go. Let's do it. Okay, let's talk about let's talk about being on Twitter. Okay, so my experience on Twitter, and it seems like every couple of weeks, there's a girl that comes on. And her name is, let's say it's Molly. I, and and I'm just randomly picking a name. Let's fan say it's bot. Molly. She's a fanbot from yeah, Austin she's, Powers. She's a fanbot. She has little things that poke out of her boobies and shoot bullets at you. Well, and, and shoot up your credit card. That's, That's what right. she really wants. That's right. That's, <laughs> That's what, what she wants. She, That's yep. what she really wants. Yep. Or she needs you, donations. Yeah. It's it's Molly 0618245969. And she just started her account today. And she has 25 followers. Yeah. So there's 24 (laughs) idiots before us. And she's posted one picture. And it's and it's not even a picture of the girl from the profile. It's a completely different girl. Accurate. 100% accurate. And then all of a sudden you go, oh hey, this person followed me. Who's this? Oh, it's Molly 01824795. Oh, who's this? Oh, hello, dear. How are you tonight? Wouldn't it be great if you were here with Dude, me? And you know oh. what's you know what's messed up is we're dudes. Imagine what girls get. Oh, I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't, I can't fathom that either because what we deal with, you know, I've become Illuminati four times this week. <laughs> now, wait, 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 wait. Is the Illuminati the ones that hid all the gold in National Treasure? I know where all of it is, dude. Oh, so, my. Oh, okay. And, and you know what? But there was a spirit that came out and said, the way to make money is by doing a podcast. And I was like, okay. <laughs> oh, that lying spirit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that was a. And that, then I got one. gypped. You know, I got gypped yeah. on it. So it's another... Uh, Another one bites the dust to the Illuminati DM. Damn it. They sent me in there and they said, try and be as bland as possible. (laughs) Fish on. So there is tons. There's a boo. So there are tons. There are tons of these fish ons. And guys, you've got to watch yourself. Did we make that up? So Matt, can we just copyright TM that fish on? Can we do that? Is that something we can do? Right now, I, I believe that a verbal ka-ching means that it is officially is that all copyrighted you, by us. Yes. Fish you know on. It's now copyrighted. That's it. Done. Um, as of the power July invested 16th, by me. July yeah. 16th at 723, Friday, July 16th. The bears still suck, but yeah. 
but it's officially copyrighted. Yeah. And, and by the power invested by me, by all the maple syrup and hockey, it is copyrighted in Canada as well. So I was told, you know what, dude? So I had to show my brothers who are huge hockey guys, dude, like huge, like my brother plays goalie their whole lives because they can skate, they can play. I can't. And I showed them the the gear. Yeah. Yeah. So much. My, I mean, my kiddos are sleeping and I'm not joking in Winnipeg Jets jerseys. Perfect. T-shirts. Yeah. It's beautiful, man. Like we're in. And my brother said, dude, that's cool. And I was like, what? Cause we're, I'm, I'm a Blackhawks fan. I'm a, I'm a pretty hardcore hockey wise. I'm a Blackhawks fan. And that's but, where you're wrong. That's where you're wrong, no, but, but I'll fix no, it. But here's I'll what's going to happen. No, here's what's going to happen <laughs> is my brothers enlightened me and said, Oh, you can have a Canadian team. Oh, there so my, you go. Yeah. So my Canadian team is officially the Winnipeg jets. Ap- accurate. Yeah, dude. And I've got all my gear up. I've got my little bottle opener by the, by the grill, which is the one I use the most. There you go. And then all my kids were all their there stuff, go. dude. But yeah, man, thank you. I appreciate you, brother. That was super awesome. You're a I, good dude. I, as I, much I, as people on Twitter hate you and the Twitter bots <laughs> want to eat your stuff. So I like how you go right to as much as the people on Twitter hate you. Right to that. No, right to the that. Twitter bots. The Twitter bots, because you figured them out. Oh. Usually I just type back zero one zero zero one one zero zero one one one. And that that just makes them dry. That just reboots the entire matrix. And then they leave me alone. That's what I'm I hoping wonder, for. You know what? We should come up with what we should respond to all of these. Twitter. Like what should be the common thing that we should all respond when you're like, hi, hello, this is whatever. How are you doing is pretty common too, right? So what should we respond to these fembots? These I, I generally... Mamas? I, I generally go, it's uh, direct, it's to the point, it's a bit of a classic too. I generally go with, uh, uh, not now, I'm pooping. They tend to give me a few minutes before the automated response comes back in. I think that throws a kink in the matrix. So, and so when you shit on the matrix, <laughs> what is the response that you usually get? Do they try some other angle? It usually starts it from the beginning again. They go, hello, dear. And the best thing is, is her name is Molly, but she's like, my name is Tiffany. But wait, it's Molly. (laughs) You know what? You know what kind of throws me off a little bit is usually the ones that start with B are the ones that screw with you. So now you've got other letters of the alphabet messing with you, buddy. This is this is what I know. Okay, this is what I know for a fact. Okay, women are complicated. That's why we only have one in our life and they're the only ones who can tolerate us. And we are not interested in seriously. My wife is the only person that can deal with me on a daily basis. It's unbelievable. I know I have to hang up regularly. (laughs) And I think, I think your poor wife, how does she, I you know, she probably just leaves for Cancun. I mean, that's what I do. Hey, wait a minute. Yeah. She's, (laughs) she's having fun. Where is she now? Well, she, she's over there, but you know why? Because my, my daughter turned 15 That's and right. she's awesome and Europe That's is right. closed and she has to go to Paris and I can't send her to Paris for her 15th. Not. So, and you know what? Mom, daughter relationships, I'll always be there to beat the shit out of people. But really that right there is the key to everything. Yeah. So they're, they're doing a little bonding right now and that's her 15th. That's what I'm doing right now. That's good. 
That's good. Bonding time is good. Special mother daughter time. That's good. That's good stuff. You need to do yep. that shit. You need to do care. that. Yeah. Because it was two, it was two weeks ago. I swear to you, it was two weeks ago. And then if I think a little bit, it feels like maybe six months ago that that my 14-year-old was born. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> you know, it was just a few weeks ago, wasn't it? Wasn't it just a couple of months ago? Maybe it was last year. No, wait, let me think about it. And then it's like, well, no, it's been 14 years. Don't blink. So are you more are you worried more now than you were before? Because she's your first like mine is my first and of course you have to like super protect him by the third one like you like it doesn't matter but <laughs> the first one the first one is like oh my god and i think i'm officially more worried now about like i'm worried about her n- more now than i was at that because i'm trying to reminisce and there's no way dude there's so much they're they're living a pandemic that hasn't happened in a hundred years and we're the parents having to deal with that but uh, i've got a sign on my bar that just encompasses this entire period dude and it's you do understand that future generations are being educated and being homeschooled by drunks yeah 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 oh yeah you know you're absolutely right you touched on something there the our, the first the first child it was like oh well, she can only have so much sunlight in a day and it can't be direct and we've got to make sure that it's in the exact amount of and you know the UV rays actually we've done a study and if you don't put a HEPA filter on that thing and the second child you're like it's okay there's no more bleach in the bottle he can keep sucking on it right like <laughs> by, by three by three you start confusing names and yeah. that's why like my wife wanted to call them Paulina which is her name yeah and then we had Carmina which yeah. is Carmen and Guillermina, so that's both grandmothers on both sides combined into a name Carmina, and then okay. the last one was supposed to be Romina. Okay, right. And what happened at that point? I was just like, okay, Romina. That sounds like a wrestler at the Olympics. That's a little bit, you know, like a Russian sure. woman, sure, weightlifter, sure. And I was like, nope. Her name will be Matilda. Okay. And that's the, only, that's the only one that I named. And what okay. I'm getting to with all of this is very close to Matt, to, very yeah. close to Matt. Oh, and, I, and see. What happens, I get it. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> look, that's beautiful. That's right. That Matt is the, the, the yin yang of Matilda. So anyway, actually, what I was getting actually, to. Actually, Matt is short for Alexandria. So it's close. Wow. I don't even know what to say. At this point, you just threw me completely <laughs> off. But so anyway, we wanted all of the last names to end in Paulina. Carmina. Oh, my oh right? my So God. you can just yell syllables when you're calling people because you forget your third child and Matilda. So they all end in A. So we just go, ah, and we're good, dude. Yeah, somebody comes. <laughs> one. The, one that, the, one that, the one that we're calling usually doesn't come, but at least one comes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I do that an awful lot. I go, hey, hey, uh, uh, you, you, look at me. Hey, dad's yelling at you. Hey, hey, that's you. it right there. That's it. That's that's the dad response right there, buddy. It's like, hey, I'm talking yeah. to you, you, no, you. Hey, look, God dang, what's his name? 
<laughs> you with the brown hair and the running around and the talking and the, the eyes that looks at me. You, I'm talking to you. Yeah. Yeah. If I want to talk to my daughter, I just yell out, anybody want any money? <laughs> she, oh, oh, here I come. What's going on, Dad? Oh, you're the greatest hey. dad in the world. So we're done with Fembots, <laughs> and we went off on a completely different tangent because we absolutely prepared for this pod. And what's the next thing we're supposed to talk about? You want to talk about the Twitter Ooh. algorithm? I'm, dude, I've been going through crazy stuff in my life in general. And you and I have talked about this, and everything's good, man. Like, just put your seriously, put your hands. Put your life in God's hands and just let just Jesus, Jesus take the wheel. Jesus is just all right with, with me. Yeah, whatever Jesus it is. I can't. Jesus is just all right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But shit happens in life and it doesn't matter. And the rain falls on the just and the unjust alike. But either way, with all of that, I forgot what I was talking about. <laughs> Remind me of the topic. The Twitter algorithm. Oh, so I'm tweeting and dude, you know, you, you, you create, you create a community on Twitter with people yeah. that you interact with and Twitter's yeah. pretty smart with their algorithm where they get yeah. rid of the people you don't like and they get your group of people that are kind of in the same sphere. Yeah. And over the last couple of weeks, dude, it's been frustrating. So the, it, it kind of started and this is, I think, I think I need you to poop on the matrix. This is what okay. I, think I need you to do. I can do because that. Because all of a sudden we had a bunch of different, like within my sphere, not that they were disappearing, but the first thing was when I would kick, click my home button or whatever to like go to the top of a home feed or whatever. When I clicked it, it would change. And I was like scrolling through and all of a sudden I had to click on something and Twitter completely threw everything off where I was like, this is what I was trying to read, but now you're moving me somewhere else. Yeah. So I was like the first glitch. I was like, what the hell's going on? And I haven't been able to fix it, but I've kind of figured it out where if you scroll too fast or whatever, and if you, you kind of have to click on the people in that in initial feed that they send you and respond to them in yeah. order to stay in your matrix. Because if you don't do that at a root level, they're going to disappear, which is what happened to me the last two weeks. Dude, it was crazy. I had to actually tweet like my... There's only one dude, Dominic, and I'm. I guess I'll shout out Dominic, dude, because that dude is Dominic's always cool, on. Man. That dude's always Dominic's on my Twitter cool. feed. That dude, no matter what happens, yeah. he's always on yeah. my Twitter feed. So he's yeah. good. But there's a lot of people like Amy, Shelly, Jeremy, Pack Daddy, JJ, that and like, man, there's so many, and they all disappear. And I was like, what the hell just happened? Like people, just random people I don't know are on my Twitter feed. So I kind of tweeted out this little thing to like shout them out. And all of a sudden they popped up again, but still it's not perfect, dude. So what the hell is Twitter doing with their fucking algorithm where I have my group of friends on fucking Twitter, whether it's that, what it does, the number doesn't matter, but I've told you who I like, why are you taking them away from me? And it's pissing me off. I know normally there's a lot more porn <laughs> and there just doesn't seem to be any. So I was like, is Twitter broken? Like, Normally you get, you know, what people don't understand is, is that when you like something or you retweet something, it pops up in somebody else's timeline. So suddenly you're like, and I won't mention any names, but there's a very wholesome woman that is always on our timeline and she's a Packer fan and she's great, but occasionally she likes it when boys are hardly wearing things 
And every now and then you'll be scrolling through your timeline. And you're like, what the heck is this? And then it says, well, so-and-so like this, like, could you, could you maybe not? <laughs> so, so do you, so do you think that, but why would they pull stuff from your community into your timeline? If you've already kind of chosen your path, right? I don't know. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't seem to make complete sense to me because like all I, you know, it was like this conversation we had with this one person who said, I can't believe you block and or mute people that you don't agree with. And it's like, well, that's how Twitter works. I want to talk with like-minded people. And if I think that you're uh, not like-minded with me, that, and you've decided you want to pick an argument instead of having a discussion, you chose violence over yeah. a discussion, then uh, I'm just going to block you. I'm just going to mute you. Also, do not be upset with me that I'm a better asshole than you do, than you are, because I've had a lot more years of experience. And you need to understand that if you completely tick and poke the bear, the bear is going to spit out a whole bunch of stuff that's probably going to make you feel a lot worse about yourself. And I, I, I do not want to do that. I just want to say, have a great night. And that's, and I give people that opportunity. Well, if, yeah. if you're having an argument with somebody and you know what, they just can't see any reason. They're just, they're, you know, they're a complete fool. And I just type, you know what, you're absolutely right. Have a good night. And then I leave it. And if they keep attacking, then I explain that, listen, tweeting from your mom's basement while she's bringing you hot pockets and yelling out, Hey, look what I'm doing on the Twitter sphere. Mama is not a great thing. It's a lame brag. And you need to you need to figure out a different path in life. Just breathe, Matt. <laughs> so <laughs> you know what? The line for people who don't like me, that's on the left. Just get in line with the rest of them there. There's a few people in there that I've got no idea who they are. Go, go over yeah. there. <laughs> yeah, we're we're passionate, dude. But you know. Whatever the hell's going on, fix it because I like my people. And when you talk about like disagreeing and blocking, it's not that you're taking a specific stance. It's just let's talk about it. Like, tell me where you are. And this goes on to the Packer side or everything. It's like, dude, let's have a discussion. You might convince me, right? Like, with whatever social thing or whatever it is, because I'm open right now. I have no idea what the fuck is going on in the world right now. And I've got a 15-year-old daughter that's living this right now. I've got an 11 and a 10-year-old also dealing with all of this stuff. And you know what? Educate me. I'm open to education. And there's people that aren't open. The, the people that aren't open to, a, like you said, a conversation, a discussion, those are the people that I'm out on. Like, I get it. I see where you're coming from. But, okay, let's talk, dude. And if, it's not gonna, if we're not going to talk, then fuck off. Because I can't change your mind. And it's not that you're not going to change my mind, but you're not willing to listen to my side. And, you know, some of some of what I tweet or some of what I post, that's my opinion. It's it, the, the word has that's nothing all to it do is. that the word has nothing to do with fact. OK, right. and if you right. and if you truly believe that my little Twitter account or my little podcast or Ooh, my little 2, opinion, 000, even though you've been stuck there for a while, but you I know, I know, two thousand people that tolerate Dude, your ass. I, I think, I think they've just forgotten how to block me. That's what I think. So, <laughs> I think that if, if, if you think my little opinion is going to change the universe somehow, brother, 
put put the phone down go out into the atmosphere go see the sunshine go talk to a girl to her face you know go 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 you need to live a different life because what I post or tweet on there has absolutely nothing to do with anything. And it's not going to suddenly, do you think Aaron Rodgers is going to be sitting there and he goes, Oh shit. Oh, Matt says I should go back. I know I better get my ass back there. Do you think, do you think they're sitting there? Do you think Goot is sitting there going, you know what Matt says we should trade a couple of these players that we have and get ourselves a really good wide receiver. Do you think he would, Oh, well, let's see, you know, Mark Murphy wakes up in the morning. And he's like, Oh, what does Matt have to say today? No, no, Matt. What you mentioned the universe. Yep. And we talked a little bit about this, this, this actually just today, even though we kind of, we, we touched base quite a bit, but today we had a good conversation about family, friends, the universe, what you throw out there. You know, I think we all go through moments in, in time where you're good, but there's stuff going on and, What's hard for somebody that somebody sees, oh, that's super easy. It doesn't matter. It's relative, right, to where you are in your life and that type of stuff. But this week, I think today we've kind of we had a really good conversation about and it's not God. It is God, but it's universe. And, you know, just kind of you as a person, what you throw out there. And we had a good conversation, man. And I'd, I'd like you to just just touch upon that a little bit today. It was interesting, man. It was nice. It was a good conversation, brother. So I think so, people need to know about this. I, I believe there's something else out there. I don't know what it is. I mean, as, as far as I know, it could be uh, uh, multiple gods. It could be one God. It could be a light source. It could be an energy source. I don't know. And unfortunately, the people that do know, they're gone. And they can't tell you. I am Illuminati, remember? So if you just well, need to Bruce ask knows. any questions, okay. but Bruce I can't knows. tell you, or I'll have to kill you in the podcast end, and that sucks, dude. D- DM Bruce uh, on uh, Twitter and uh, make sure you ask him for his credit card number. He'll uh, he'll tell you about uh, who's in the universe and uh, which one of his credit cards are lucky. <laughs> so keep going, buddy. So anyway, no, anyway, is, yeah. I, I so I refer to it as the universe, and the universe puts people in your path to take you along the way and you are supposed to travel a certain way and you can't, you can't see the path in front of you and you're not supposed to see the path in front of you. When you look behind you, that's when you realize there's, there was no other way. The, the universe or God or whatever you'd like to call it, they put people in your life that are supposed to be with you up to a certain time. Now you and I were talking, I've I've got friends of mine I've known since kindergarten. I've got a friend of mine, I've known over 40 years. I have friends that were really good friends for a couple of years. And then you never fade talk off. to them they again. They fade. They yeah. fade. Their path goes this way. My path goes that way. You text yeah. now and then, or, you know, you like something on their There's Twitter no effort because any type of friends is like a relationship. You have to put time into it and you need to make a decision about who you're going to do that with. Right. The only opinions that I am concerned about mm-hmm. are the opinions of the people in my house. That's it. Everyone else has three opinions. You have three opinions. Like I have four opinions. 14. Don't you? 11. 11 opinions. (laughs) I, I, yeah, my my wife uses seven. And then, (laughs) no, actually, my wife uses 8.5. Yeah. That's yours. That's mine. And then 0.5 for my kids. And I get the one 
But nine out of 10 times, I just shut my mouth and just deal with stuff. It only matters what's going on in your house. Absolutely. Those people that you are directly contacted with. If somebody doesn't like your opinion, tough. If somebody doesn't like your attitude, like your picture, stick it. Who cares? Who cares? Who cares? Two tears in a bucket. Okay. Two tears in a bucket. I don't, I don't, I don't care. I don't care. You want to talk bad about me? Spend your day talking bad about me. Just spell my name right. Okay. (laughs) M-A-R-T. Mart. Yeah. (laughs) Right. I know you gotta, you gotta brush a lot of this stuff off, man. You got to brush a lot of this stuff off. There's an awful lot of people in this world who they only feel better about themselves by belittling others. They cannot, and they do not have the courage and they do not have the manpower or they do not have the willpower or the strength to be able to stand beside somebody else and say, you know what, man, I'm glad to see you having a a good time. I'm glad to see you succeeding in life. I'm glad for you. And I'm happy for you. And maybe you're doing a little better than me this week. You know what? The tides of life, they go back and forth. All day long. You know what, Matt? I'm going to tell you why I'm doing this podcast, man. It it just kind of popped in my head. But it it genuinely is for my kids because a lot of what happens is they live through social media, TikTok, whatever it is that they're doing. And my other kids are smaller, but through my my older daughter, I had to figure this out, man, because this is it doesn't matter what you think is going to happen. Social media is here to stay. And that's where all the money is. Yeah. So Twitter's my outlet. I mean, I tried Insta. I tried TikTok. It's like none of that stuff is mine. dude. I tried it all, but I have accounts for everything. Like I've said before to like check on my kiddos and they follow me. I follow them or whatever. But with, I think when we're talking about all of this and what we're saying, it's be on social media you know, like we are, I guess if you're going to be on social media as a dad or whatever it is, like the reason I started was because of my kids. But ultimately what you're trying to do is you're almost trying to see what's out there. Right. And making sure that everything's okay. And kind of guiding them that way, because dude, like I, I can't even imagine, like I didn't grow up with social media and TikTok and dances and all this type of stuff. Dude, I didn't even have a freaking computer. Dude. I was literally like, going down to album park and jumping a big ass lake that was in the middle of a park. Cause it's where all the water collected and yeah. I was trying to grab frogs. Like that was, yeah. that, that, that was me. And now it's like, there's just so everything related to social media. It's like, as a dad, I need to find my median and it's Twitter. And I enjoy Twitter because honestly it's, I've tried it all and it's just, Cause you can kind of pick and choose who you want to be with. Right. Like you're making your, friends that's the your key community. Dude. That's the key. That's the yeah. key. You get right? to pick and choose on Twitter. I'm on this app. This is a game. This is a game on my phone and on this game, it lets me make it easier and happier for me. So I'm going to use that app, all right. of its powers. And you that's know what, if, if I think that you are, you're racist, or that you're overly a Trump supporter, or you're overly, you know, something that maybe I find very offensive. offensive. Yeah, then I, I'm just going to block you. I'm, I'm just going to stop listening to it because I don't need that. I don't need to hear that. You know what I want? I want to go onto my app and I want to talk about Packers and I want to talk about Packers 
from people from all over the world, from all different shapes, sizes, and colors. And the I want to. The farthest we've a- gone is Isle of Man. I don't know why other countries have not shown up. Australia. Anchor, hashtag Australia. sponsor. Yeah. Fix that because we want to know exactly who's yeah. listening to us everywhere. We do. We know because I, I know because on Twitter, I know Australia is listening to us, which is fucking awesome. You know, so I want to so know. Who's what, li- uh, let's connect Eurasian pole of inaccessibility. OK, it is the most distant point from an ocean in anywhere like this little tiny landmass in the middle of nowhere that's farthest from anything in the world we're gonna reach that spot because i'm sure there is a single person on the rate eurasian pole of inaccessibility i'm positive you know it just it just reminded me too if you go onto the anchor app uh you can click there's a button that says send a message and you can actually send a voice message through the Anchor app. Uh, the, awesome. Anchor, the Anchor app is completely free, completely free to download, completely free to listen to. It, uh, it very easy to use. Uh, it doesn't ask you for any credit cards. It doesn't send you any emails or anything like that. It's just a, a, a pod listening app. Hey, Matt, why don't we cut to a commercial right now? What do you think? Yeah, sounds good, man. We'll come right back with the Spanish lesson. Sweet. Hey, Bruce, do you know what Dos Equis and making love in a canoe have in common? What, Matt? They're both fucking close to water. <laughs> Dos Equis. Hashtag not a sponsor. Let's do the Spanish lesson. Let's get this Let's thing Let's do it, buddy. Going. I'm ready to parlez-vous some Spanish. Right, Matt. So That's probably not it. it. And it will be short this week, even though I always joke around about. But this is, uh, I don't know, man. It, it, it's kind of a weird topic because it's about machismo. And do you know what machismo is? Yes, I know what machismo is. Okay. So... The, the way that you say your name or your wife, so the way you say wife in Spanish is esposa. So esposa. wife, esposa, esposa, esposa. Yep. Yeah. yeah, si, si, esposa. Right? Yeah. Have you heard that before? Yeah, of course. Okay, so here's kind of the issue that I ran into this, you know, when you're always trying to learn stuff or whatever and just kind of look at it from a different perspective. So esposa also means handcuffed. Like when you handcuff somebody, yes, it does. Yeah, that that translates in any language. Yes, there you go. (laughs) That's it. Esposa, that's the whole Spanish lesson. Your segment goes from one minute to 11 seconds every week. I taught you. you. I taught you. Did I not? Esposa. I I didn't. Yep. And I didn't. Burrito. All I did is confirm that a wife in the machismo language is a handcuff. But do you agree with that? Do you agree that a woman is a handcuff? So let's move on to the Canadian. <laughs> let's go on to our Canadian lesson, shall oh, we? Good. Let's go. Okay. I have more than one word for you. Imagine that almost as if I did some. 
prep for this podcast. I spent I spent more time <laughs> on the I spent more time on the Packers side this week than I did on the dad side. Dosakis, not a sponsor. Okay. The first the first Canadian phrase ready? Take yeah. off. Take off. Take off. Take off. That's take okay. off. So if somebody's in your way and they won't get out of the way, you go, take off. Take off. So if they don't, do you fight? <laughs> no, no. You say, hey, you need a smack? That's what you say. <laughs> oh, so take off take off is kind of like the polite level one, level yeah, two yeah. is. Do you need a smack? And then somebody goes, smack. Oh, I'm sorry. And then if they and if they say yes, I do. Then it's level three. Then it's level three. Then you politely say, I'm I'm very sorry. I I stepped out of my bounds. I politely say that level three is apologizing for Canadians. Just apologize. No. (laughs) Oh, I agree. You're you're right. You're right. You're right. Don't fight. This one's kind of the same. Okay. It's it's bugger off. Bugger off. Bugger off, lass. Bugger Get off. Get away from me. Right? Bugger off. Bugger off, right? Okay, you ready? Here's one here. Hoser. What's up, Hoser? Hoser. Yeah, I know Hoser. Yeah. I know Hoser. Do you know Hoser? Thought, yes. Dude, what does it mean? What does it mean? So what, for us, Strange brew. So, strange brew. Yes. Yes. But for me, <laughs> when I was growing up, a Hoser. So first off, I had a, we had a, a friend of ours that hung out in the group. There was a skater and he, and his name was Jose. But we called him Hoser because he was a skater. So for us, a hoser is like a dude who skates and kind of just kind of goes right on down his life. It's kind of fucking chilling. That was what a hoser was. Okay. So am I even close? Not really. So a hoser is like a is like it's 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 slang for like a really dumb Canadian, right? And it's like somebody who does like a really hey, like, hoser. Know, somebody hey, oh. yeah. You know what I mean? Like somebody's somebody's standing on a tree branch and they're sawing the tree branch that they're on. That's a that's a hoser. Check out this hoser, eh? Un pendejo. So hoser, hoser in Canadian is pendejo in Spanish. Pretty much. Okay. Yep. Okay. You ready? Okay. Yep. Maple Leafs. Maple Leafs. Yes. The Toronto Maple Leafs. Yeah. The hockey team. Well, the trash collectors, yes. The trash collectors, yes. Like what they like to do uh, is, is you, you went they like the to, jugular right off the bat with the <laughs> hockey stuff. Holy they, shit. Wow. What they what they like to do is is they like to have a really good season and then they like to crap out the playoffs. That's the Maple Leafs. That's what that's Webster's dictionary. Oh, so the Maple Leafs are equivalent to the Dallas Cowboys. No, but the, the, the Cowboys don't make the playoffs. See the the Leafs make the well. We do knock them out occasionally. It does happen. That does happen. That's the Canadian lesson. That's the that's the okay. So you know what? We're going to hit the uh, uh, commercial here for the halfway point, and then uh, we're going to get we're going to get right into uh, the Packers secondary corners, the DB position, the cornerback edition, and secrets, tricks of the trade, and uh, other stories I can make up. I'm super excited because you're deep diving into this brother, into the quarterback position, and then I will do nothing. (laughs) Okay, here we go. Hey, guys. I'm Amy from Wichita, Kansas, and you're listening to Packers Without Borders with Matt and Bruce. Okay. 
So the cornerback position is one of the most unique positions on the football field. Okay. Uh, when you play defense uh, versus the offense, the offense's plays are scripted. Even though the defensive plays are semi scripted, they're all read and react or, you know, reactionary plays. If you're playing man, you've got to run back with this guy. If he goes in, you got to go in. So with the DB himself, you can tell an awful lot. And this is what I look for when I'm watching the games. Okay. Uh, a deep, Matt, a, before you get into that, so yeah. give a little bit of background about yourself. So what we're going to do right now is Matt's been licking his chops for since I've known him to do this episode. <laughs> and uh, the reason is he's got so when you're talking about cornerback position, he's got it all. So we're going to deep dive into the cornerback position. And at the end of it, we'll kind of tie in, tie it in a little bit with the current situation, what we're, you know, just misnomers. But at this point, what we're doing is I really want Matt educated me. And this is going to be an awesome episode of Matt just going in deep dive. If you guys don't know, he's got binders and books and whatever it is. But Matt, just give him a little background before you start. Like you just went like you were swinging, you were haymaker in buddy, but you can't do that. So let's, Explain who, like, where this is coming from, and then go ahead and deep dive. So I, 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 I played the position for a uh, number of years. I uh, coached the position for a number of years. I was a defensive coordinator where I coached the position for a number of years. I am one of uh, a few uh, level uh, three certified coaches in uh, Canada for NFL and CFL. I, I know this game just a little bit. Was like I like to tell people, I've I seen it on the YouTube, and now I'm an expert. I'm so, educated by you, sir. I, I, one time I saw this guy run backwards trying to stop this guy from making a pass, and uh, I said, he'll do it, and he did it. So they made me a coach. I'm, I'm pedaling backwards. Yeah. I'm pedaling backwards. So – when you're playing DB and you get lined up against a receiver and I'm just going to arbitrarily grab two players. Okay. Yeah. And I'm not yeah. saying this because I think that these two players should max up. And in fact, I'll go two different players. Let's say Michael Cab Crabtree and let's say Jair Alexander. Okay? Texas tech shout out. There you go. Okay. So, so if I'm Jair Alexander and I've got Michael Crabtree and I've been watching game film all week and I know my speed, I know my top out speed. I know that my hips and my reactionary is at a certain speed. So I walk up to the line and now every time you see these draft, Oh, he runs a four, four, he runs a four, five. That doesn't mean anything. Okay. Well, you have to pelan. line up that in Spanish. That's se la pelan. Yeah. You've got to you've got to stand on the field with that guy and you have to see his game speed. You have to see what he's been working on. You have to see if you're faster than him, or if you're slower than him. And as a DB, you get to cheat. If you're inside of five yards on that wide receiver, and this is what I look for when the DB gets on. Man, so what's try OK, so let, let, I'm going to ask you because you're you're going into this. I want you to Jair's badass man, dude. Right. Yeah. yeah. You've got your five yards off. So you're you're man. Yeah. What is he look? What is he looking like? What do you think Jair is thinking at that point? So the first time that Jair lines up against Michael Crabtree, he's probably going to line up at about a four or five yard mark, and that'll give him enough cushion that something will happen in front of him. Okay, and then that way 
he can react and then he can start to judge his reactions. You don't really fine tune where your speed matches up against your wide receiver speed until probably about the fourth or fifth play. And even then wide receivers, they like to do this trick where they run it like a, like a, like a, like gear three or maybe a gear four. And then, pop in. and then all of a sudden they'll pop and they'll take off on you. And suddenly you're five, six yards behind. Remember you're low, you're in your back pedal and you're going backwards. You don't know where he's going to go. He has the entire advantage, right? Which is what Adams is fucking mastered dude. And let me tell you, you cannot, uh, we'll get into Adams. We'll get into Adams. So, I know, I know. So keep going. Jair lines up. He sees Michael Crabtree. He probably, with Jair's speed, he's probably going to line up about four, maybe five yards off. And then he's going to match speed with him. Now, if Michael Crabtree, the first couple of plays, takes off and he can't, you know, he's always trailing. Keep up with him. Yep. Yeah. If he's always trailing, then he's going to start lining up at six and seven yards and start having more stuff happen in front of him. Right? So why wouldn't you line up? Okay, so here's my mentality with that, dude. If some dude's beating me deep, then I'm going to get up on his ass and I'm going to start, like, botting him up right away. Okay, perfect example. Now try doing that to Devontae Adams. Like, Al Harris was a DB that would get right up in your face. He would stand on one yard off and he would mm -hmm. jam you. Right. And he would get in your face and he'd slow your timing, right? But wait, you, you can't, can't do that anymore, though, right? Because well, you, of the five yard cushion or what? So can so can a DB right now in the NFL line up like a foot off that fucker, dude, and just yeah, not let him yeah, move yeah. and not touch him? Or do you need to wait? But try five that. Yards? No, no. But try that. He can do it right away. You try that with Devontae Adams and his footwork. If you swing and miss on Devontae Adams, he's gone. If you swing and miss on a guy that's got incredible footwork like Devontae yep. Adams yep. or somebody who like a Tyreek Hill who's got Corvette speed. Gazelle speed. Yeah, gazelle yeah. speed. Yeah. They're that gone. Gazelle. They're gone. If you swing and miss on that initial jam, you're gone. Now Al Harris used to he he would hit so many times on that initial yes, jam. Dude, he would just stand beautiful. there and feed it to beautiful. you. Beautiful. Right? Yeah, you yeah. take the shot and you take him out of the play, dude. Now Jair is one of those type of corners who he's got that speed. He's got that recovery speed. He has that, uh, the hip movement and he really, he can cover like a blanket, right? So yeah. Jair probably wouldn't lose the first couple of uh, uh, series. He would probably be on top in the first couple of series, maybe mm -hmm. knock down a couple of balls. And then what happens is, is you start tightening up on him and you get into that two and three yards and maybe you jam him a little bit and you get up into that. Make him get down and head. tackle. So what yeah. you do is you do a little screen passes his way, make him kind of bite down a little bit to tackle or whatever it is. So he's thinking about behind <laughs> the line of scrimmage as opposed to just the person in front of him. You want to, as a DB, you want to completely dominate and then get into this wide receiver's head immediately because half of the time I had, I had one game where this kid was twice as fast as I ever was, but because I kept putting myself six and seven yards off and kept watching how the other wide receivers were lining mm -hmm. up, I was able to put myself in position where I could contest those balls. I so mean, you can kind of expect the first yeah. read, second read who like what read was the person that you're in front of us. Right, yeah. which is probably the most important thing as a DB. I'm just thinking about this now because, you know, in, in rugby, the, the fullback, that's what you're doing. You're reading the entire field and making a decision where you're going to line up, what you're going to do. Yeah. This is just that. So what you're telling me is you want to you back up. If somebody's faster than you, you want to back up 
so you can read the defense and not necessarily read the defense, but read what every player is going to do and know what read your dude is, right? So how much time do you have? Is he first read? Is he second read? Is he the whatever, right? Or am I wrong? If if you think that wide receiver is a threat, then you've got to get deeper on him and you've got to make him Mm. catch a, you've got to make him catch 25 balls for a hundred yards. Okay. If you get within those first three or four yards on him and he takes off, he's going to catch one pass for 60 yards and you're going to be the idiot. Yeah. But, but if you've Kevin got Devontae Kevin yeah. King before the half, even though that's Petton's fault, I'm not going to blame Kevin. It's Petton. You have to understand anyway. too, at the same time playing defense, there's an awful lot of strategic guessing, Moving strategic parts. guessing. I'm, yep. I'm, it looks like they're going to do this. Their tendencies are this. I hope they do this because they we've seen this a thousand times And they watch film. Before. They watch yeah. film to figure that out, to say this is a tendency. Yep. So you're exactly. looking for tendency. Right? Got it. And yep. so so you want to see. But there's an awful lot of stuff that you also have to pick up on, especially when you play defense. Does the wide receiver – there was a game that was in Green Bay that was so cold, the wide receiver's hands were freezing, and they would keep their hands in their in their uh, little warmers, warmers, in their little belly warmers there, and that told everybody it was going to be a run because their hands weren't ready to catch the ball. Oh, man. Just little nuances like that. Tiny little things. We knew there was a running back that played out of Calgary, and we knew that if he was running to the left, when he lined up, his left foot was, was up already in the planted. air. Yeah, it was, it was up planted. in the air, yeah. and his right foot was flat. And you know, he was pushing off with his left. This he is was already starting coming. to push off before it yeah. even started. And our yep. whole line would shift. The linebackers would shift, and the uh, the whole game. He kept saying, "How are you guys in front of us the whole time?" And he didn't realize that in order, you know, it we was picked his, up. It was his exactly, yeah. exactly. All Devante right. likes to line up. And do the exact same thing every time. So when he gets up, he looks the same if he's going to run 50 yards or if he's going to run even five a finger, yards. whatever it is, yeah. perfect position, the same exact position. And you don't know what he's going to do after that. And his giddy up, his first step. I mean, he's if I was covering phenomenal, dude. He's so fun if I was to watch covering Devontae, dude. If I was covering Devontae, I would play him seven yards off and I would make him catch a hundred balls for for a uh, hundred yards, 256 I mean, yards yeah. and four touchdowns. He would, he would catch, <laughs> he would catch probably 80% Seven, of the balls. Yeah, right. Yeah. But yeah. at least they would be five and six yarders and I would make him earn every yard, but he would take me to town. And that's what he does to an awful lot of guys. It's just, he takes them to town. So Matt, why do you think, so this conversation and just seriously, you have like a depth of knowledge on this stuff, but why is it that you think the Packers like I, I I think as I this week as I went through stuff, the cornerback position is extremely important, man. So why do you think that the cornerback position is so important, right? Like everybody's saying the Packers constantly draft cornerback. They do this, they do that, which I I'll dive into in a little bit just to kind of close this off. But the cornerback position, I will tell you, is important just on what I looked at and why, why is it important? You first off, it's extremely important because you've got it. You're, you're, you're trying to catch Jaguars. That's what you're trying to do out there. You're trying to catch a cheetah. Right. And the second, it's tough to find good ones because you need to have a short memory because you'll do 15 plays where you cover this guy perfectly. He makes one, you make one stutter step. He catches a mistake. 
He catches a 50-yard bomb and you're the GOAT. Nobody talks about the fact that 15 plays before you dominated. Everybody talks about, he beat me on that one. He beat me on this one. He beat me on that one. You've got to be able to shake it off. Man, you can't I just shake figured it off. out why you and I have a pod together, and it's not a joke. Why is that? Apparently, cornerback and fullback in rugby are the exact same fucking position, dude. Really? I didn't know that. Fullback in rugby is the hero or the goat. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough. You've got to have that short memory. I like that. You've cool. got to have I'm glad it. I drank for a couple hours before this because <laughs> I just figured that out. So, corners. I mean, but why? Why? And I think they've they put more importance on this, right? You've got a running quarterback, and the NFL went to that component of it, but I think they've realized you need to put it in the arm of your quarterback, right? Yeah. And I think that's been a big change in the last three years where they've always drafted quarterbacks high, but the type of quarterbacks that they're drafting now, you notice a higher hit rate on these guys in those top, one, two, three picks, right? And that's, I mean, for me, why cornerback is important because we're not, it's not ground and pound. Yeah, that is what you do, but ultimately what's going to beat you really quickly, if you can't stop the pass, why are they going to, why are they going to hurt their running backs that have a short lifespan if they can throw on you? They're not going to do that. We've got these quarterbacks. We've got these quarterbacks now that can, take one step back and heave it 70 yards on a dime. And now we've got these humans that are running four, four and sub four, four, you know, four, two, six, like one wide receiver. Four, three, you look six, at like me, four, three, six, you look at, four, you look three, at, six. yeah. Yeah. Four, three, six. Yeah. That's, that's what I ran. That's, that's what I ran. One. That's, that's what that's, I ran. That's 43.6. <laughs> but you've got these wide receivers like DK Metcalf. These guys are Olympic sprinters. And right. You've got to have a DB that can turn and burn with these guys, right? Yeah. And you, if not, all they're going to do is toss the bomb 10 times in a row and end you before the first half. So you've got to have somebody who can run with those cheetahs. As much as Kevin King did a good, like, I'm not, I'm not going to criticize him, man. I'm not. He did a great job. I, it's exa- because I see it from the lens of, he probably had 15, 16, 17, 18 routes that game where guess what? You didn't hear his name. You knew nothing about him, which is what a cornerback is supposed to do, right? I mean, yeah. you look at stats when you're talking about cornerbacks and this and that. So when you look at his stats in that game, he didn't get thrown. There was that play where it, yeah. like, what he was actually giving up for what he was doing he was doing his job. The problem is yeah. he gave up a touchdown, and I don't know how much of that was him, which I genuinely, after looking at it, don't think it was him. I think it was just a stupid a stupid call on defense. Um, but that's why he's still here, because, it, like you said, a cornerback or a fullback in rugby, whatever it is, it's like that one play is going to define you. But guess what, dude? You're a good player. Like, get past it. And Kevin King is apparently very good at that because he gets criticized a lot, man. And it it, it kind of bothers me, but luckily we have Jair it's, there. And now it's Stoke. the consistency. It's the right. consistency, right? right. And, right. And the problem with Kevin King is, is that he'll have six great games and then he'll have two really bad ones. And then he'll have six great games and then he'll have two really bad ones. And we're wondering when we're going to see a season put together. 
at the same time at the same time doesn't that sound like life it does but it doesn't sound like somebody who should be getting paid 25 million dollars a year no somebody who gets paid that we're talking about kevin king brother wow kevin king he's in his final year of his deal he wants to get more money the way he gets more money is by being a little bit more consistent i like kevin king I think that Kevin King with Mike Pettin's uh, uh, defense and the way that some of the calls that when Kevin King got outmatched with a little bit of speed, because he's not one of the fastest DBs. He's a great he's a big cover. boy. He's a yeah. big boy. That's what he's he is. Great, Just like he, breasting covering people yeah, down right? fucking 20 yards. Did it drove me nuts? I think in, I, I'm excited about Joe Barry, dear. Instead of Kevin King, maybe getting some over the top help. Or maybe uh, having him switch off with some of those wide receivers. They were were going right after him with guys that were faster than him. And instead of Pettit making a change and putting Jair on the faster guy or giving Kevin King some double team help over the top and start picking off a couple of those passes, he just let it go, let it go, let it go. And unfortunately, Kevin King got a little outmatched. It happened. Did he frozen one into it? Did he frozen one into it? Because he just not said let... He didn't say let it go. He He said, said, let it go, let it go, let it go. So it was bad. It was bad. Mike Pettit, that was, there were some bad calls in that one. Yeah, man. I mean, you got to help your DBs out. You got to help your DBs out. So break a little bit of just give me the three most important components of being a DB as a cornerback. Like what are the three things that make a DB the most important position on the defensive side of the ball? Other than pass rusher. (laughs) Well, DBs aren't pass rushers. Normally, we don't get to pass rush at all. So uh, it's it's important. Okay. So we're one of the last lines of defense. Okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, We we, we tame the cheetahs. We tame the cheetahs. Those guys, they start running and start having a good day out there and they start tearing it up. And those wide receivers, those wide receivers will laugh you right off the field and you'll just be caught on all day long you've also got to set the tone too you got to set the tone really early jair likes to do that i i know i had the tone so what is jair on me a few times yeah your man long enough so that the other guys can do their work the defensive line has got to get in there the linebackers have got to get in there they need time if you're not with your guy for at least five or six seconds they're not getting in there they're not getting in there and that means there's a touchdown coming where's the touchdown coming from now you got to put your head on a swivel Mm. DBs are super important because we tame the cheetahs. You got to tame the cheetahs. You think you think having Charles Woodson on the team was important? Do you think having Deion Sanders on the team was important? I mean, they change it because they change the game. You can't throw to one whole side. You have to throw out half of your playbook when you play against Jair because Revis Island, Revis Island, Revis Island. And you yep. cross out your best player. You just paid your wide receiver superstar $190 million. $90 million. Yeah. $90 million. And guess what? He's not catching a thing today. Yep. Right? Yeah. He's not doing You know a what's thing interesting, today. though, dude, with all of this is I started because I swore that we had drafted eight or nine cornerbacks the last yeah. couple of years. Right. And I was just like, okay, I, I, I had to see. Because there's there's a philosophy in Green Bay about drafting the the best player, right? Yeah. On the board, regardless of need, those types of things. But what I, can you just elaborate a little bit on where we're picking 
So I can you put well, my conversation you want me to in set context? You up? Yes, I'll, I'll I, I you want up. you to put. The, I'll yes, set you up. Please. Yeah, set it up, baby. So so everybody keeps talking about how we never grab a wide receiver in the first round. We never seem to grab that one weapon or, or something of that nature in the first round. And I was saying to you, I said, when do we usually pick? What's what's our average pick? Twenty eight. That's yep. our average pick. Twenty eight. Yeah. How many receivers? First round receivers are left at 28. 28 is a high second round pick. The best players that are on the board are O-line or D-line, something of that nature. The Packers yeah. don't go that route. What they do is, is they consider it like a really high second round pick and we get the best player possible from the second round in that first round. And then exactly. in the second round, in the second round, we've been notoriously good at picking wide receivers in the second are you round. Ready? Are you, are you who are the wide this? receivers? So, yeah. So so let's go through this. So the top four. So Bucky Brooks actually had a very good article, man. Like I was researching this, read a bunch of stuff. The one that made sense was Bucky Brooks and whatever it is. But number one, drafting important position was quarterback, obviously. Right. Like yeah. the most important positions yeah. on the field. Quarterback, number one. Defensive tackle or rushers, number two. And then left tackle is number three and number four is cornerback, right? Which is what you're talking about. The importance of the yeah. cornerback and that type of stuff. But everybody thinks, Oh my God, we picked so many cornerbacks and we've wasted so many picks. So I'm going to get based on the average draft position that the Packers have. So when you talk about a first round pick, it's not like a 15 or a 20. It's not a CD lamb. It's not a Henry Ruggs. It's not a like the only player that I can say that 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 was pick late that we should have picked was DK Metcalf. But other than that, shut up about the first round picks. Yeah. And let, let, let's go through this. Right. Since since uh, Aaron Rodgers has been drafted and I've got tiny little notes. And unfortunately, I've been drinking. I've got a dog barking in the background. They won't shut the <laughs> fuck up. But 2006, Jennings in the second. 2007, James Jones in the third. 2008, Jordy in the second. But we had no first, right? 2011, Cobb in the second. And 2014 is Adams in the second. You tell me which one of those, since since Rodgers has been our quarterback, can you complain about any single one of those wide receivers that I have named in the second round or the third round? And let me throw in. So the last third round pick was James Jones. Yeah. This and year Amari we picked Rogers. Amari Rodgers this year. So give yeah. me one of those names of those wide receivers that you're complaining about where we had to spend absolutely no doubt a draft pick on a wide receiver in the first round, because guess what? We tried to do it this last year or the year before, before we picked up love, which is everybody's making a big stink about, we wanted Jefferson and it was open in the public. It, the, I mean, the front office said that they wanted Jefferson. They try to trade with the, with the Minnesota Vikings and uh, they decided not to trade it with, with us. And who did they take? And that's what I read. So the Vikings took you know, Jefferson, the guy that we wanted, we tried to trade up and then we took love. So shut up. These, 
Some of these teams, some of these teams pick a player simply because they know you want that player and they're going to take that player so that you don't get better. Do you think they were, do you think the Vikings would have been like, yeah, absolutely. You can give Rogers, Justin Jefferson and Terrace a new one every year. No, they were like, that's who you want. Oh, well, forget that. We're drafting them. A lot of these guys get picked up and they go, well, you know what? We'll take this guy. We'll keep this guy for his three years, his rookie deal. And then hopefully we'll trade him or we'll be able to, you know, get something for him along the way. But Rodgers isn't going to get him or Brady's not going to get him or Breeze isn't going to get him or the Bills don't need another running back. So I'm going to take that running back away. Right. Like, and, and again, so. I'm a little bit worried because IT Hedgehog is always on our ass with oh, checking. I know. And He's awesome. He's there, was, awesome. There, was a lot, there was a lot of assumption here with them not picking another player other than Jefferson, but that's what I'm fucking assuming. Okay. Yeah. Like yeah. with my research, that's what, I, that's my opinion because they didn't trade with us. And then they took the player that our team said they wanted. So I'm trying to, it's not a direct source that said it, but it is what it is. You know, when you're a GM, you sit down and you go, okay, I know the players I need to make my team better. And I know realistically that I'm picking at number 28. So the odds of me getting a superstar player in that position that I directly want are going to be very very important. That's very important. It's going to be very low. I'm not going to get. So I have a list of about 30 guys that I'm hoping will be there when I pick at 28. And on that list is going to be some O-line. On that list is going to be some D-line. On that list is going to be some linebackers, some corners, some wide receivers, even running backs. But Jordan Love was there because everyone else was taken. And they said, holy smoke, we can grab Jordan Love. I can't believe nobody took him, just like Aaron Rodgers, because the Packers sat there going, nope, nobody move. If we don't move, Aaron Rodgers is going to fall in our lap and we're going to take him. Packers Without Borders, brought to you by Rolex. When looking at your phone is just too hard to do, Rolex. Hashtag not a sponsor. Because everybody thinks that we've taken garbage cornerbacks, whatever, like, oh, we focus on defense. We do focus on defense because quarterback number one, defense. Because you can be the hammer. Yep. You could be the hat. This is my first day ever putting on a helmet, ever putting on pads. And I walked up to the coach and the coach says to me, what do you want to play, son? Do you want to play wide receiver? You want to play quarterback? What do you want to do? And I said, I don't know, coach. What do you think I should play? And he said, well, you could be the hammer or you can be the nail. What do you want to be? And I said, the hammer. And he said, defense it is. There it is. So 2005, we took Nick Collins in the second. Yep. 2008 was the next time. we. Yep. Next one we took, 2008, Pat Lee, no fucking clue, second. I remember Patrick Lee. I don't. Uh, 2012, Casey Hayward in the second. Oh, I do not know why we did not. Every time that man was on the field, he had an interception. Every time that man was on the field Next. and they never played him. I, I think he was sleeping with the coach's daughter or something. I don't know what it was. I don't know why. 2000, they didn't say it. 2014. Ha ha. Oh, ha ha, baby. Oh. I love that dude. 
I, he was, I don't know. What he happened. was really good for three years and then he started making business decisions. But, but would you, okay, we're good with him. So, so well, far, Nick Collins. Nick Collins was definitely the Casey best Hayward. out of all of those. Yeah. Well, uh-huh. Nick Collins, Casey Hayward, and then after that, whoever you want. Okay. So, 2015, Rollins. Oof. Don't, don't draft basketball players. 2017, King. Don't draft basketball players. <laughs> 2018, we had Jair. Yeah. And Josh Jackson, which I don't know what's going on with that. The jury like him, man. I like the him. jury's still out on Josh Jackson. I like him. And you know, it's kind of unfortunate because Josh keeps getting thrown into the mix, and it's almost like they throw him into the deep end of the pool, and he struggles right. just a little bit. And I wish he could get a little bit more time in the shallow end of the pool so that his confidence would get up. Agreed. Now. I think Josh Jackson. There must be got, something there. There might be something there where I think they're not he's got lots of talent. Several years, dude. At this I point, think he's got lots already. of talent. And and he's got a shit ton of speed. And there's one thing that, as a coach, I can tell you something. I can teach you everything except speed. Yeah. I if you're either fast or you're not, and that's yeah. that. That's that. And twenty twenty one Stokes, man. Like you look at that list. They haven't missed, dude. So I don't care about first-round picks and this. Like 50% of first-round picks don't even make it to their second contract, so who cares? Yeah. Like, you know, and where we're picking, we're picking the best player available, and they've always said that, but I'm starting to understand a little more where it's just like it doesn't have to be offense because we know we're going to get Amari Rogers in the third because all of these are – it's like fantasy football, dude. It's tier – I think it's tier-based drafting – where you've got like these tiers of players at every position, but you also position them based on importance to the team and where that falls and where that crosses is where they're picking. And that's kind of the way I'm seeing this, man. I mean, Holy crap, dude, left tackle. Like you look at in the second round, you want just second round left tackle, which is the third most important position because defense tackle rusher, we got Rashawn Gary, and then, but we did get Z, you know, we got both Smiths. So I'm not going to count that, but for left tackle, we're looking at 2006, right? So you had Darren college. I remember him. Do you remember him? He was great. Him? He was great. Yeah. He was great. Ryan Bulaga. You remember oh, him? Of course. Iowa. Yeah. Derek Sherrod. Yeah. Kind of a rotational player, but he then 2016, uh, Jason he didn't Spriggs. Pan out. Yeah. Jason, Jason Spriggs was Spriggs. pretty good. He was and that's in good. the second round, but the notable. He was a lot. Uh, he was injured a lot at the beginning for Jason Spriggs, but he was good. Yeah, and then that doesn't matter because I'm just talking about second round. But you are you ready? Who we caught in the late rounds and where we know how to draft what we're doing and we draft for need. So notables in the past is Runyon, obviously in the sixth in 2020. I have a feeling that dude's going to be good. I yeah. don't know, but I've got some confidence. And then we've got. Bach in the fourth in 2013 was the last ridiculous time we somebody ridiculous, but in the fourth, but in the fourth, yeah. And then JC Treader in the fourth, TJ Lang in the fourth, sitting in the fourth in 2008-9. So you don't need to draft. That's like people need to relax and understand. Like this media, the talking heads, no weapons, and 
unfortunately, Kay Adams this morning, I started listening to Good Morning Football this morning, and she went off on the, I'm saying it, Rodgers hasn't had any weapons. And I'm just like, oh, my oh. God, you just, you're so good looking and just ruined my life right now because I don't want to listen to this anymore. Like, Nate Burleson's pretty good. He's pretty partial, but they have these opinions that just bother me. But what I'm trying to get to is the I truth. I think after these like, – Half Dude. of these opinions are just to get Packer fans riled up because, because we're one we, of the more passionate we fans. Because we yeah. react. Yeah. Stop yeah. reacting, Packer fans. I'll let react for you. you all be let, the me, asshole. let me tell you, okay? Let me tell you one story about Kay Adams, okay? Kay Adams last year did not think Aaron Jones would do half, half right. of what he did. I remember that. Goodbye. Goodbye. You didn't even put him, you didn't even put him in your top 10, Aaron Jones. Goodbye. Thank you very much. Clearly, you don't watch the Packers. There seems to be some Packers biased when it comes to that good morning football in the NFL. I don't know what it is, but but, I, but dude, but Nate, Nate Burleson's come around the last couple of weeks where everything he says has been around players are talking, me as an ex-player saying, dude, cut your cut your BS, bro. Like it, it's pretty interesting where I think players are starting to come out in their cryptic way to talk about, dude, you're here. We know you're here. So you better send some sort of message. And of course he's talking to his very close friends who are communicating to the team to say, yeah, dude, I'm back. I'm doing this for whatever reason. Right. Cause he has to fix the locker room with whatever he did this weekend. I'm sure he's using back channels for that. And there's people on Twitter who, if Aaron Rodgers doesn't say it, it doesn't exist, but come on, man. Like it's at this point, it's, we know there's a problem. Your teammates are asking you if there's a problem. If there's not, dude, are you with us? Or are you without us? Because we're about to go to training camp. Right? I don't want to. I don't even want to talk about it. I don't even want to talk about it. Okay. You know what? Sorry. Why do we always go to my this team? Shit? Every podcast. My, my team. My team. Saudi irritates me. This is my team right here. The Green Bay right. Packers. These are my team. Beautiful I was tat. A, beautiful I was tat. a, I was a, uh, a fan before Favre. I was a fan after Favre. I was a fan before Rodgers, and I will be a fan after Rodgers. And Absolutely. it is sad to see Hall of Fame quarterbacks go. Their time is so fleeting. It just seems like only a couple of years ago he won the Super Bowl. But, you know, we think about it, and it's been 16 years he's been on the team. He's had an amazing career. We've watched a few of our quarterbacks have an amazing career. And you know what? Maybe it's time we watched another quarterback step in and start playing. Maybe it's time we watch something else. Maybe... Yoo-hoo, Mr. Kurt. Yoo-hoo. <laughs> You're maybe, my favorite. Maybe it's time for somebody in a halo suit to start leading the team. Maybe it takes a man in a halo suit to lead dude, the Green Bay Packers. Dude, what you need is somebody who's appreciative of where they are in their position, where they are, and they're going to work for it, dude. That's what it's about, man. Like, you played sports. I played sports. And yeah, at this level, I can't even pretend to imagine that I was ever a professional football player. But when you're part of a team and you're enjoying what you do, it's like the people that appreciate where they are, regardless, like Devonte just said it, right? He yeah. remembers where he came from. Like yeah. that is extremely important for a player to have, which is why I think they have the interviews because you need to have that dude 
that it doesn't matter where they came from. It's what are you doing to get where you are? And are you going to keep working at it? Because you don't want to go back to where you were. Like what you and I were talking about is, as you know, we talked about that this week, man, that it's, we don't want to see our kids suffer the way that we suffered with specific things. It's not all of it. It's not everything, but um, because you want to make sure that they understand that life is legit, right? Like yeah. there's, there's problems, there's everything going on, but you need to find that player that understands where he's coming from. And he hasn't outgrown that piece where it's like what they talk about with Rogers or anybody else. It's the, um, you know, he had a chip on his shoulder. He's this, he's that he always has something to fight for. When you get to that point where you have nothing to fight for, except yourself, that's an issue. And I think that's where I am with him, man. It's like, dude, you've done so much to get here and you've got a lot to accomplish, but I want that hungry dude that, that wants that to give me another 10 or 15 years. Not that you're gone, dude. You're not because I'll take you for another four years, but if you're going to give me Are we me going this, back to Rogers? Let's not go back to Rogers. Let's not go uh, back to Rogers. Are we going to cut you that off? Let's cut all of that out. I'm cutting all of it out. All of it out. All of it. All of it. Where, where are we stopping? Where do we stop? So you know what? I did want to talk about one thing before we get off, and that's yeah. uh, we're going to start our uh, our own fantasy uh, football, a Packers Without yep. Borders fantasy football. Um, I, I'm not sure the exact rules as of yet. I think what we'll do is if we'll kind of do like a majority, like a democracy. So we'll have spots for 10 players. I believe it's 12 that we can have in total. I will double check that and we will start putting that. It's 12. And then, so I'll have one of course, and then you'll have one Bruce. And then we'll invite 10, 10 uh, Twitter followers, 10 anchor followers, 10 Spotify followers, 10 people total to uh, join our fantasy football league. We're going to have first uh, ever listener uh, league. Listener league. The only way you can stay in the league yeah with us is if you win the league yeah that's it that's it you're out winner sticks winner sticks that's how it goes winner sticks so we're gonna have uh uh some cash prizes we're gonna have uh maybe a uh packers jersey to give away we'll have some great stuff we'll uh we haven't figured out exactly how we're uh, gonna structure this or what we're going to do exactly but uh, I want to get that going. I want to get the buzz out there a little bit before everybody starts picking their fantasy football and what I'm going to do. You know what? You can DM us at Borders Packers, Packers Without Borders on Twitter. You can send us an email at Packers Without Borders at Outlook.com and uh, tell us why you should be in the Packers Without Borders inaugural annual first ever. Ladies and gentlemen, let's get ready to rumble fantasy football. I think league. you're giving us too much credit, dude. I think I'm liking, hyping it we up. We might get half a league, but we we're going to try to get a full league. We'll, we'll get a full league. I My mom will play. My mom will play. She'll no, get in there. She'll no, get in there. because then you have two people in there. <laughs> she, she's biased. She'll, completely she'll biased. She'll kick our ass, dude. She'll kick our ass. Completely biased. Completely yeah. biased. So we've got that. Uh, let's see. We talked to Packers secondary. We talked about fish on. We talked about the Twitter. We talked the Spanish lesson. We did the Canadian lesson. Uh, we also want to talk about a different segment, don't we, Bruce? We want to talk about a different segment that we're going to start doing some extra podcasting. We're going to do. We're going to call it the 15 minutes of fame. And uh, I know you were really excited about this, Bruce. I know I'm getting really excited about it. Uh, 
what we're going to do actually uh we have a bunch of great twitter followers we have a bunch amazing, of amazing amazing dude some great awesome. twitter friends and uh you know what we'd like to know a little bit more about you guys uh and uh i know i've got a nice long list of people we'd like to get on there uh Amy and Shelly and, uh, you know, of course, uh, Jamie and uh, 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 Beckham Jr. and Jeremy, Badger, Mel. There's a handful of people that we'd like to uh, uh, get up on there. And uh, so we're going to talk uh, 15 minutes of fame. We'd like to uh, hear from you. We'd like to uh, uh, talk to you. And uh, we'd like to find out how you became a Packer fan, where you currently are, where you currently, where you were you? I don't know. I'm wow. I'm you, you're seventy-seven sheets to the wind at this point, buddy. I I, I speak fluent uh, drunkenese. So, where are you from? Where are you? You know, born. Where did you become a Packer fan? Why did you become a Packer fan? Who Who's your favorite player? What you like the most about the Packers? <laughs> the whole shoot match. I mean, I basically just did the interview right there. That's all you got to do. So, do me a favor. Ignore Bruce. He's having a mental breakdown. The 11 kids finally got to him. I think finally the dog is crapped on just one too many rugs. One too many rugs. One too many. That's it. He snapped that dog. That's it. Turning him into mittens. (laughs) Perfect. Okay, Bruce, as always, this has been fantastic. This has been a blast. I love you, brother. Have fun down there in El Paso. Enjoy the weather. Enjoy your kids. Enjoy your family. I love you, brother. I made it difficult for you. It's it's always difficult. It's always difficult, but that's okay. Esposa dos equis. We'll uh, we've got uh, uh, another week, another uh, podcast. Um, so fun, dude. This was fun, man. Absolutely, it's always fun. Yeah. Thanks for listening out there. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter. Packers Without Borders at Borders Packers. We're also on Facebook. We're also on the YouTube, so you can see our ugly mugs. Uh, you can again. find Take Matt care. on Twitter at Larson Matt 2 and me at Bruce Edmonds. Peace. Peace. This has been Packers Without Borders. Remember to be good to each other. Life is about God, family, and the Green Bay Packers. Until next time, que Dios nos bendiga. Nos vemos. Wait a minute. It's over? That's it? What? Oh, what a gym.